Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today, let's join Pastor Brett preaching from the Gospel of Luke. So this morning, we are going to continue in our series in Luke, right where Pastor Mike left off last week. Today, we are in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. So if you have your Bible or you have your device, go ahead and open that up, turn that on, get that going, turn to Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11, and we're going to read that together, and then we're going to see what God's Word has for us today. So we're going to read this, and then I'm going to pray for us. So Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, it'll also be up on the screen uh, if that's easier for you to read. Luke 5, starting in verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were fishing, washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, He asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, this is Jesus speaking, he says to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. So this morning, here's where we're going. Called to follow. The disciples were called to follow. We're going to see three things this morning. That how, what does it look like to be called to follow? First, we're going to see that genuine followers of Jesus are disciples who listen to Jesus. We're going to see that they are also people who obey Jesus, and we're going to see that disciples of Jesus are people who prioritize the mission of Jesus above all else. Those are the three things we're going to see. I'm giving it to you now. There's no secrets. There's no hidden agenda. That's the main point of the sermon right there, okay? Listen to Jesus, obey Jesus, and prioritize his mission above all else. Verses 1 through 3, we see that Jesus is continuing in his ministry. He's at the Sea of Galilee, which is why when when, uh, Luke uses the phrase, the Lake of Gennesaret, it's basically another name for the same location. There's a lot of little offshoots of the Sea of Galilee on the northwest end of the sea. He was at the same place teaching. The, The crowds are continuing to press into him. They want what Jesus has. They want to hear from him. They want to see miracles. They are somewhat just in a frenzy. And so we see as they're pressing in on him, Jesus is trying to find a place to kind of get back a little bit to get some space so he can actually teach. And so he hops into a boat that he says to push out a little bit, and he begins teaching the crowd from Simon's boat. So we kind of are familiar probably with this passage. Simon, James, and John uh, were three of the closest disciples to Jesus. They were fishermen, and we see that they were washing their nets. 
That's an interesting detail in the story because fishermen, when they're done with the day, they're washing their nets, getting them clean, they stretch them, and they kind of hang them to dry so the next day they're ready to go back to fishing. So these guys had fished all day, they're kind of done, and, and Jesus has this encounter. But I want to draw your attention first to the reality that the crowd is pressing in on Jesus. They're following Jesus not because they just want to be near him, but they want to hear him. And what does the text say they want to hear? They want to hear the very words of God. Notice in verse 1, they were pressing in on him to hear the word of God. And so this brings us real quick right up to our very first truth point, number one. That the words of Jesus are the very words of God. And that genuine disciples are therefore, those are people who long for the word of God on a daily basis. If Jesus really has the words of God, if he really is God, if he is the son of God, all these things that we talk about as Jesus is not just a good guy, he is God. He has equal power, authority, and divinity. He is a part of the Godhead. And if he is God, then his words are equal with God's words. And so these people recognize there was something dramatically different. And we've talked about that over the last few weeks, haven't we? His words are having power and authority. They're not just the words of another rabbi or another teacher, are they? But as disciples of Jesus, if we really believe that, do we long to hear the words of Jesus in our quiet times? Do we long to be with him? How seriously do you take the words of Jesus? Do you make time? to listen to his voice every day? Or are you just too busy doing your thing? Psalm 63, one through four says, "'Oh God, you are my God. "'Earnestly I seek you. "'My soul thirsts for you. "'My flesh faints for you, "'as in a dry and weary land "'where there is no water.'" Church, does that describe you? When you approach Jesus and his word, does that describe you? Do you long for him? Do you earnestly seek him? Do you get up early? Do you stay up late? Do you do whatever it takes to hear his voice? I pray that we would be a church that never gets tired of hearing his voice. Because when we lose sight of him, it's when we lose sight of who we are. lose sight of where we're going. So up to this point, Jesus is sitting in Simon's boat. He's teaching the people and they are thrilled by what they hear We don't know exactly what the reaction is. The story doesn't necessarily say. But now Jesus turns to Simon and he has an interaction with him. And let me give you a little bit of context again before we go into this. Luke's gospel does not necessarily record everything in chronological order. So this is not the first time that Jesus is interacting with Simon, James, and John, although it appears to be it's the first time they're mentioned in Luke so far, but they've already actually met them before. We know this from John, uh, the book of John, where John actually encounters Jesus. Andrew is there. He hears the exchange, and he actually runs and goes and gets his brother. Andrew's brother was Peter or Simon at that point, and he says, hey, we have found the Messiah. You've got to come see this guy. And it's in that meeting where Jesus meets Simon for the first time and says, you will now be called Peter. Your name will now mean the rock. But at that point, apparently, Simon, James, and John have not really fully committed to following Jesus because they would have already left their stuff and followed him. No, we find in this story that they probably said, wow, that's a really cool guy. I like what he's got to say, but I'm still going to go back to doing my thing. 
They're still fishing when Jesus encounters them. So that's an interesting thing to note. They were familiar with Christ, but they had not fully committed. So they had finished this long day of fishing. They're done. They're washing their nets. They're kind of ready to go home. And Jesus has other plans. How many of you guys have experienced that in your life? You're ready to do X, Y, and Z. And Jesus says, I've got other plans. Verse 4, he says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. Okay, let's stop for a second right there. So Simon is uh, told to do something, and what is his reaction? He makes an excuse. (laughs) How many of you can relate to that? Right? I know I can. So to be fair to Simon, if we're going to be fair a little bit, Jesus is asking him to do something that doesn't make any sense. And that's why Simon feels the need to elaborate and help Jesus understand. How funny is that? He says, but Jesus, we've been out here all day. We've taken nothing. We're washing our nets. We're ready to go home and, and watch the game. And, and Jesus says something that we'll get to in just a minute, uh, a little bit further. But he's trying to tell Jesus that, that what he's saying doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I want to draw your attention really to the word toiled. Peter says, Master, we have toiled all day and taken nothing. See, this word toiled is the idea of work and intense labor, a lot of extraneous working and sweat, I'm sure. But I think there's a spiritual principle in this word that we need to see, that Peter, apart from Jesus, is toiling to try to make something happen. And a lot of times in our lives, we toil in our own strength to make things happen, don't we? I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life where I think, man, this relationship needs to go here. If I can just get in there and do something, man, I'm going to make a difference. How many of you have been in in situations like that where you feel like, okay, in my strength, I think I can do this, and it doesn't go very well? And if we're being honest, it feels exhausting, doesn't it? How many times have we tried to move something forward in in the power of our flesh rather than the power of the Spirit? John 15, 5, Jesus says, Abide in me and I will be in you. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing encapsulates nothing. You can't do anything without Jesus. You can't do anything without the power of the Spirit in your life. Yet, how many times have I, how many times have you tried to make things happen with our own power? Peter is in a place of toiling. And for those of you who may be here this morning as guests, as visitors, or maybe people who are learning about Jesus as you join us on Sundays, let me encourage you that if you feel like you are tired and struggling through life, doing things in your own power, let me encourage you that the the gospel says done, religion says do, okay? The gospel is done, and what we mean by that is that Jesus has paid all of your debt. He's done all of the work. There is no more doing in order to be right with God again. So if you find yourself as not a Christian this morning, I want you to hear that you can stop toiling in your own strength. If you're wondering, how do I get to a place where life has meaning, where it actually feels like there's something to look forward to when I wake up in the morning, that thing that you're looking for is Jesus Christ. The only way to have him is by resting in his perfect and finished work. And so if you want to know more about that, I'd love to talk to you after the service Please don't leave here wondering how you can have a a better life or a happy life. Those are things Jesus doesn't promise, but he does promise fulfillment and a firm foundation apart from your toiling. And those of us who are Christians this morning, again, I think we struggle, don't we? 
to operate on a daily basis in our own strength, our own wisdom, our experience, our knowledge, our skills. We are a very talented people. We have lots of resources. We have lots of connections. And if we're not careful, we can actually begin to think that this story is about us. And it's not. And so if we're toiling and if you're tired this morning, Jesus says, come to me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Interesting. So if we've got a burden from working too hard, who put that on us? Us or Jesus? Us. Jesus will not put burdens on you. He wants you to rest in him. So let's jump back into the story. Peter says, look, Jesus, we're, we're tired. We've worked hard all day. We've toiled. Uh, we've, we've taken nothing. But verse 5 is where we see a critical turning point, the second half of it. Peter's second sentence to Jesus. Notice what he says. In the second half of verse 5, he says, But at your word I will let down the nets. And this brings us to truth point number two. That genuine disciples listen to Jesus and respond to Jesus with obedient action, even if what is being asked of them doesn't make sense. See, Jesus had commanded Peter to do something, and it didn't make any sense, yet Peter did it because Jesus said so. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.